Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. We have Arden again with us. It's a pleasure to be back, Felipe. Yes, it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you back as well. Um, we recorded an episode about Shirajit. He's a co-founder of Mana Minerals. And if you haven't heard that episode, I put a link down below. But basically, you now he's got his new upgrade. Yeah, much easier to use. It's in a dropper bottle because Shirajit can be a real pain sometimes to... You were yeah. saying earlier, it's quite tricky when it gets cold. Yeah, it is. To it get is, out of the tub. It's very hard. It's, it's yeah. like pure rock. It, well, yeah. yeah. It's a rock. It <laughs> is a rock. It's yeah. rock resin, yeah. So, yeah, it's much easier. You just need to um, pour it in your... It can be wider coffee juice. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything. Or just take it neat. I do that sometimes as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's quite bitter, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. but then I guess the boost is, is yeah, exactly. quicker. Yeah, it wakes you up. Yeah, it wakes you up. And yeah, if you want to hear more about Shiraji and what he does, and you can just um, click in the, on the link below and you can hear more um, about it. But yeah, it's a great product. You, um, if you want to get it, I put a link below um, of the, the website. You can use Rodas 10 for a 10%. Yeah, little discount code for you. Yeah. And all right, so um, we wanted to do this for a while. We've been trying to do this for a long time. Long time. <laughs> We're just yeah. both so busy. Yeah, we've been very busy, and but finally we we're here and um, we can make it happen. Um, we had some ideas uh, to talk about different diets, because you know it's a topic. Very controversial nowadays. Mm. Uh, which is the best diet? You know, there are a lot of people claiming that carnivore, or vegan, or keto is the best diet. But which is the best? Yeah. You know, is uh, diet culture is huge at the minute. Like social media has definitely been. Yeah. You know, it's, you've got all camps vying for their diet is the, the best one. Um, which ones have you tried personally? Well, I tried a vegan diet. Um, for about 10 months and I gotta say in the beginning I didn't I felt lighter mm. I lost weight immediately Had the same experience yeah. yeah do you yeah yeah and to be honest to be transparent I, I was I started taking creatine because I wasn't eating any meat animal protein animal protein at all. it's the only is it red animal protein is the only source of creatine your body produces it it does produce um, yeah. a, a little bit with the help of glycine. Um, oh, right. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, but, you know, obviously, um, for example, your body produces three grams of glycine, and out of those three grams, your body produces glutathione and heme, helps with heme and creatine mm. synthesis. So to get the amount that you really need for performance and recovery, then you need to obviously take mm. supplementation and all of that. Is is it's normal that like five grams is, is like the three three to five grams a day five. is like the optimal. Yeah, amount. I think I take about five. Yeah, yeah. Or if I'm having a lot of red meat, I just don't take it that day. Well spoiler, I'm not vegan anymore. <laughs> we're not we're not vegans yeah. anymore. But as I was saying, uh I, I took it because I wasn't eating any animal protein mm-hmm. and all and, and so maybe that's the reason why I didn't notice that much difference when it comes to strength right. in the very beginning right and 
I started taking B12 as well. Mm. You know, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. And some zinc and copper and trace minerals and, and all of that. And on that as well, is the in your opinion, is the is it less bioavailable those minerals from say plant sources? Because you get some people are saying that you know the anti nutrients and stuff can affect the viability of of certain vitamins and minerals. That's right. That's right. For um, example, like um, nuts are, are they have some zinc, but then you have phytates, yeah, phytic acid, which bind to which binds to yeah and kind of like stops the absorption of not only of zinc but iron mm-hmm. and probably magnesium as well and some other minerals as well I think whereas the bioavailability in animal protein animal foods is greater mm-hmm. higher and uh, for example like zinc and copper work together and I think the only foods that give gives you both is Beef liver and shellfish. Like oysters. Oysters. Yeah. yeah. Oysters are great source. They give you both uh, zinc mm-hmm. and copper. Whereas um, red meat gives you only zinc, and you know, you need to have a ratio of, of, of both. Mm. But yeah. So now on that topic, we're not saying that plants don't provide any nutrients. They, they do. Then, yeah. They do. For sure. They provide the magnesium, the vitamin C, the antioxidants. The phytonutrients, uh, they have they have their function in, in the body, but you know I I think the combination of both animal protein, animal foods, and plants and and, and fruits, not to mention honey, mm-hmm. raw honey, mm-hmm. raw dairy, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I think the combination of both is is crucial, which is something that I realized. Um, after being a vegan, um, I wanted I wanted to sustain it uh, as long as possible. What was the reason you went vegan for? Because people do it there, you know, the people do it for the environment, animals, yeah. health. So you know, around that time, um, I think it was when it, 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 there was a lot of hype. Yeah, I, it was twenty twenty. You said yeah, yeah. twenty twenty, yeah. and. Because that was when like game changes had come out. What the health? Cowspiracy. Yeah. They were all huge. Yeah. yeah. And you know, um, I do agree with the fact that the unethical protocols that they use in animals mm-hmm. is not right. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. And also all of the hype and you know there were you know, athletes saying it's the best. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> you got a guess? <laughs> this is Ella. <laughs> um, I say okay, let's let's try. Let, mm. Let's see what the hype is about, mm. and I don't want to actually really support the suffering and the yeah, the, you know all the unethical protocols that animals uh, that they use on, ani- on animals. So it, it is mad when you watch yeah. some of the documentaries; they are awful. Like I think I watched two in one evening. Wow! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's too much. For was it <laughs> one was enough to to be like shit? Let me. <laughs> Let me reevaluate. My yeah, idea. no, it was. It was quite funny. I remember watching, I watched What the Health, Cowspiracy, Dominion, all within two days. And I was so, like, shocked and baffled. I was like, I, it made, I was sold the idea so hard that I had to. Yeah. The most compelling one was definitely Dominion, where you see, like, the factory farmed animals. And that stuff is just, like, terrible. 
But then, like, you know, I know you're the same as me. It's why, like, sourcing it properly. Yeah. Vegans yeah. will disagree because, like, it's still an animal death, but we can, I'm sure we can talk about later. About yeah, 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 we can cover that. Like, yeah. You know, why there's death in every part of life, and so being able to become to terms with that is quite important. I think there's a naivety generally with parts of veganism where they see the life of an animal Hmm. um, and that is in some circumstances in a lot of circumstances actually taking the life of one animal is the more ethical thing to do if you're trying to take less lives in a food cycle because if you're consuming a lot of like wheat products or beans even some of them if they're organic there is for the commercial like to be able to produce enough food commercially that in that way there are so many animals that are dying yeah and like coming that was one of the things that I like when I realized that and becoming more in touch with like farming practices and mm. generally what was going on that that was like oh wow even though I'm trying as hard as possible like I was fruitarian for a couple of years as well like wow. and I was trying to eat fruits that were like in the UK which was almost impossible and then I was like oh damn like even this isn't you know the most ethical thing I could be doing um, and that's actually when I went back to raw dairy. Wow. Because I was like, you know, there are farms that are doing it properly and yeah. it's really, really ethical. I know where it's come from. And like, when you're looking at, kind of, you're kind of trying to pick what, what out of your calories that you're consuming, what is like the best nutrition wise and ethically. Yeah. And I was, interestingly, that did bring me back to animal products, funnily enough. That, yeah, yeah. In, in, in my case, because uh, by then, I'm very active, uh, you know, I, um, uh, working out weekly in the gym and cycling all the time. And I started to have mild injuries, mm. you know, mild muscle strain, things mm. like that. Mm. But it was about maybe, I'll, 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 I have to say, maybe around six or seven months. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm thinking, am I low in protein? Am mm. I low in and a nutrient mm-hmm. but then there was like oh, I don't want to go back to yeah, yeah. you know the suffering and mm-hmm. all of that also something that I need to mention um, which is in my uh, vegan uh, video about veganism it's not out yet but you'll see it is that I gotta admit it I was eating beyond meat you were because you were. I was trying to get not always but yeah. I was trying to get some pro- it was hard to get the amount of protein that I needed it is it, it i had exactly the same thing like yeah. i actually while i was fruitarian even vegan i was you know i wasn't worried too much about protein but like it 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 is difficult to try and get it especially yeah. if you're doing like whole foods and making it all from scratch like yeah it would be very very hard to do it without doing protein shakes and some sort of processed vegan food like if you're taking you know there are some pretty decent protein powders out of that are plant-based like yeah. opinions aside on that you know it will yeah. have some protein in it and without slamming those down it, it's very difficult it is it is especially if your physical activity is quite high like mm. you your demands increase mm-hmm. your requirements increase so uh, i was aware of the um the list of ingredients especially maltodextrin and yeah. beyond meat and all of that and Anyway, so I say to myself, um, let's, I'm going to go back to eating meat, but I'm going to support the local farmers. Yeah. 
I'm going to Farms that are doing it properly. Yeah, properly. No, you know, uh, if it was fish, wild caught mm-hmm. fish rather than farm, and grass fed beef, uh, pasture raised eggs, seasonal organic mm-hmm. vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then I did it slowly, progressively. And I, I'm not religious, I don't belong to any religion, but before I eat, I like to give grace say thank mm. you because I have food but it also it made me feel a bit better like because I was aware of the yeah, the flesh of an mm. animal but I like to believe that if he was coming from a farm he'd live a better life he wasn't um, for example you know a cow in the industry is being injected with hormones antibiotics mm-hmm. stress uh, it's, a, it's a conscious being mm-hmm. so uh when after I got back to eating meat, my body was like, finally you listen to me. I felt the difference yeah. immediately. And well, you know, let's say a couple of days, you know, I like better mental clarity, more energy. So when I was a vegan, I had energy, but I feel like there is a amount of time that your body can sustain it for until I had exactly the same thing. Yeah. You run into like a bit of fatigue, but it kind of creeps up on you. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're not aware of like, yeah, I am actually just quite tired and I'm not being able to perform as well as I used to. And I had exactly the same thing when I started introducing. I did raw dairy first because I couldn't, similar to you, I struggled with like eating an animal again after not having done that for so long. Yeah. Um, The first piece of meat that I actually ate was liver Wow! <laughs> because I had like I deeped it and I was like I need to be able to prove to myself that I can eat like the organ of the animal like yeah. the, the bits that aren't mm. that normally would get thrown away in conventional like, like agricultural practices right, so yeah. like I want to be able to like yeah if I'm going to eat this animal could I go out if I needed to kill this animal in an as respectful way as one can and then like eat the whole thing and so for me I was like I need to be able to prove that I can eat the liver um, but after I'd done that for like just the like the longer term effects, like my testosterone massively went up, like hugely. Like all the symptoms I was having beforehand, like I'm sure you can, some people can handle a plant based diet and have like decent testosterone levels. Yeah. But the the fats needed, the fat soluble vitamins A, D, E, and K. You're you have to rely on your own body's production of those fat soluble vitamins that are. Absolutely. co-factors for producing hormones absolutely yeah and the way i i'm built i'm white my family are from northern <laughs> europe i i need to be eating animal protein and like the biggest thing i was like really really skinny i was able to like put weight on again put muscle mass on again my strength went way up again and testosterone was just like huge i actually shared my report with you didn't i yeah like a few months ago and in the doctor's report um they actually read my report wrong. They thought my prolactin was really low or something, or there was there was something they'd misread. So it looked it looked like I was on steroids to them <laughs> because my testosterone was over a thousand. Oh shit. So was it like in the reds, but all the other because what you want to make sure is that all the other like cofactor hormones like free testosterone, thyroid hormone, they're all balanced, but yeah. they were all out of the normal range. So it was just <laughs> like it was like, yeah, it's really high, but it's balanced as well. So um, 
But that was like, yeah, the one thing that I absolutely noticed having animal foods again. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. And just like you said, if you are on a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet and you're thriving and it's going well for you, it's cool. fine. Yeah. It's fine. We're just sharing our experience. And and there are, there are smart ways to do that diet and there are yeah. silly ways to do that diet, yeah. as there are with other diets as well. But um, I think I think you, you have to be more proactive with that one with supplementing. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, because, um, like I said before, um, iron is more bioavailable in red yeah. meat. They say, you can get your iron from spinach. Mm. How, how, how much can you convert? Yeah, you the know, yield of that iron is from, very low. Yeah, because it's a non-heme ion compared to heme ion that you get from... Powering uh, into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over. <laughs> and, I mean, there are ways, apparently, if you eat um, some plant-based foods that are a high in ion, you combine it with vitamin C, then you can improve mm-hmm. the absorption and all of that. But you can also do it with animal foods. I mean, you can have, like, red meat with orange juice and then that's going to help with the absorption of iron and, and all of that but on a vegan diet you b12 is a big one yeah i was actually taking because we have there are two forms of b12 you have cyanocobalamin which is the kind of like the uh, synthetic mm-hmm. then you have methylcobalamin which is the more natural um, version so happy she's very happy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah, supplementing and zinc and, and, and all of that. And it just like you say. Oh, shot the strategy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fat soluble vitamins are found in animal foods. They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your body your body can produce them by itself, right? Like, oh, I was seeing this coming. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't get enough of it. It's cat approved. It's cat approved, yeah. Um, but, um, your, your body can produce them by it, it, itself. And there was one argument for like, the longer you stay on a plant-based diet, the more your body gets adapted to producing those fat-soluble vitamins. I did not find that to be the case. Like my, my body like, I just was struggling with the, like those deficiencies. Like the great thing with raw dairy, uh, I consume now like raw eggs as well, but it's for those fat-soluble vitamins. I, I, confident that was like the biggest difference that i noticed yeah especially with retinol yeah retinol is the active form of vitamin a which is found in liver cod liver oil egg yolks Mm -hmm. butter cheese you know but people you know what's funny is that people get and you may have been just about to get that but people get lied to about like vitamin a in foods because like if you go to the supermarket sometimes on like the back of carrots or sweet potatoes it will say like vitamin A content, but that's just beta carotene. Beta carotene, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which then, you, you know, everyone's different, the the ratio to which you can convert beta carotene into active retinol. Yeah. So someone could be really low, and that's it can actually right. harm yeah. your thyroid if you've got too much of it. So, yeah, the, uh, and yeah. to be honest, again, like I mentioned before, beta carotene has uh, antioxidant properties, and we have some others like lutein, le- le- no, leptin is a hormone. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one in, in tomatoes. Lycopene. Lycopene, amazing. 
so it sounds, you know, it's not a beta carotene doesn't do anything. It does, you know, mm-hmm. and your body might convert some beta carotene into retinol, but when you get it from animal foods, then you get the active form, mm-hmm. which is retinol is good for the retina, it's good for the skin, the epithelial, uh, uh, which is the inside of your. Um, the lining of the gut, and it's good for the mm. uh, skin outside and inside. It's good for vision, immune system, infections, and and, and all of that. Mm. So, yeah, but, um, beta car um, retinol, sorry, was is, is a big one uh, there as well. And as you mentioned, hormones, you know, you need cholesterol from you need saturated fats, and where you get saturated fats again, butter, uh, red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, liver, all of that. You you need it. There is uh, the thing is that there's a lot of controversy nowadays that you know saturated fats, saturated fats are not mm. good. Blah blah blah. I don't want to get into that in very uh, detail, but we we need some saturated fats and uh, they, they help with the conversion of ho- um, sex hormones and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So that's why I say I think the combination of both. Is crucial. Some animal products, but also plants and fruits and and ideally raw dairy. Yeah, yeah, ideally that's that's. that's I couldn't like raw dairy was a big one for me because I used to have asthma, like like quite bad when I was younger, and it used it always lingered. Like even when I was vegan, like it got a bit better, but it was still present. Um, then after. It was literally after having two days of having some raw dairy. I had like a pint a day. And at the time I was doing a lot of running and it was winter, so I'd come back and I'd be quite wheezy. Yeah. Literally went away completely. And when you do re like I did some research on, you know, why that might be the case, because a lot of people tout raw dairy as uh like a cure for asthma. Like from the limited research that I've done, I think it's something to do with it. It increases the rate at which your body can make glutathione, and that has an impact on like your lung and your response to inflammation, and so that's why it has a, a beneficial effect. Because there are loads of hello, sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, there are loads of what was I saying? Glutathione. Glutathione. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are there. There's quite there's quite a, a big body of work. Weirdly, it's done with camel milk, raw camel milk but its effect on autism, oh, and wow. it's about increasing the um, natural production of this antioxidant, like glutathione. Um, and I think that's like what was going on for me. It just suddenly I had like an abundance of this antioxidant that was able to handle the inflammation of the, the cold and stuff. But yeah, I haven't had asthma symptoms since. Like it was a real, like from that day onwards, it was, it was gone, it was really cool. That's amazing. I love raw dairy. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And um, there's a video on on YouTube that about my experience with raw dairy because I thought I was lactose intolerant for many years, and and I tried raw dairy and I didn't have any reaction. At yeah. all. No, no reaction at all. And nowadays I have all types of dairy daily. I have mm. raw butter, raw cheese. Raw kefir, yeah, raw, raw meals, every single day, <laughs> and you know, as I mentioned in my video, um, raw milk is a really good source of protein. It's really hydrating; mm-hmm. it does hydrate you a lot, and and it's, it's the highest bioavailable source of 
calcium. Mm. So and K two. That's right. K two allows better utilization of calcium. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If you see, so this is something that I mentioned in one of my reels is that nature never works in isolation. Mm -hmm. And if, for example, when people take vitamin D without vitamin K two, mm -hmm. um, so vitamin D increases the absorption of calcium in the intestines, but it doesn't tell calcium where to go. Yeah. So vitamin K2 is about trans calcium transportation. It, tells, it drives calcium where it needs to go in the bones and out of the soft tissues mm -hmm. and all of that. When you eat raw cheese, you have both. Actually, you normally have K2. You have MK7, all types yeah, of, of, of really, K2. Yeah, yeah. Them. Because nature gives you the mm -hmm. whole complexes. So you get some vitamin D as well, a little bit in small, yeah. small amounts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think um, it's really... In, important um, if your main aim is to eat to get nutrients I mean I think it should be the main yeah yeah, yeah. That's, a pretty, that's a pretty good goal to have but <laughs> mo most people don't think much about it no they just want to eat because the food tastes good yeah. uh, that, was, that was one thing actually that I was going to say that was like I learned a lot from the vegan diet it's like I think it's quite a good uh introduction into being a really conscious consumer because then yeah. you're not you're not just well number one you're not just thinking about yourself you're thinking about like the animals the environment where your food's coming yeah. from all of that things like if if you know you're you're that way inclined um and it's like it's quite a good first step for most people i think to going like i'm gonna be really careful about what i'm consuming now and like that, i think that's why it's like there's a bit of a cliche of like people going vegan and then transitioning on something else, and then another diet thing, and then generally most people come to a bit more of a balance. But you're like a more informed consumer by the end of it, and you know a bit more about like where your food's coming from, what different farming practices are, and yeah, nutrient profiles of those foods. That's right. That's right. Because uh, you need to think about where is it coming from, how healthy what was the animal. Mm. Uh, for example, it was a, a cow eating grass outdoors. Like a cow should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or stress and you know, being injected with antibodies and hormones. And all of that has a lot of impact on the nutrient profile. And you, eat, you everything that you eat and, and it ends up inside your cells. Your cells, your mitochondria doesn't, doesn't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what you no. eat, yeah. It's going to end up there. So it's either going to um, help improve it or it's going to cause damage. Mm -hmm. So the choice is... It's yours, you know. But I think it's important, yeah, to know where where is your um, products um, coming from, and that's why I I prefer to support the local farmers, and yeah. at least you know you're getting good 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 quality, and and it's more more ethical. I know some people <laughs> listening to this or watching this might say might have different opinions, which mm. is fine, mm. you know? Of course, yeah. It's, it's completely fine. We're just sharing our experience and how it went for us and, and, and all of that. But it's crazy because you have so many opinions. I went vegan and some people were like, wow, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's good. Some people were like, why? I hate it. Yeah, they hate it. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> are um, you doing? <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Like, I always have like a lot of love for vegans because I'm like, yeah, like, 
you're really like doing your best, you know, from the information yeah. that you have, you're doing your best. Like it might yeah. not be what I think is the best, but you're trying and you're not just thinking about yourself. Like, yeah. Um, what one thing that I was going to talk about actually, like when I do have like conversations with vegans about like, Oh, well then why did you go away? Cause now you're like killing animals. Like if you look at, and it was actually interesting that you brought up beyond Meat earlier as well. Mm. There's a really great book called the sacred cow where it breaks down, um, it's like subtitle is um, a case for better meat, essentially. And a lot of the studies done on the climate uh, climate impact of red meat, they don't take into consideration something called carbon sequestration. Or sequestration? I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> so you'll have to look this up yourself. Right. But essentially it's how the cow, um, when it's grazing properly, brings carbon back into the soil so it's not just emitting it it's also like reintegrating it in with the soil and the microbes and what have you and there was a study done in america with white oak pastures have you heard of them before no. it's like a big like regenerative agricultural farm it's like one of the big ones in america and they um were looking at the actual cost of uh, the climate on different types of meat and it was done on burgers and one of them was beyond meat. Wow. And like conventional dairy, the the carbon impact on the environment was quite high. Um, that's like that was conventional factory farmed, like not very ethically produced. But what was funny is that if you wanted to to offset the carbon footprint of a beyond meat burger, you had to eat two of white oak pastures burgers because they had a, a negative impact. It was actually like better for the environment if you were consuming their products. Oh, very interesting. And I thought I would, thought that was wild, because like, wow. that shows you the difference between like conventional factory-farmed food, yeah, like big agro, essentially, and then farming that's done properly as nature, you know, has it set up to be. Um, and like that's like one of the things, like it does depend where you're sourcing it from. Um, and the other thing as well is, like in that instance with Beyond, uh, Beyond Meat, a lot of those, like, I think they use quite a lot of pea protein. Yeah. And if you think about it, that pea protein isn't going to be organic. You're going to have to have fields and fields and fields of pea protein yeah. that is getting drilled, it's getting raked loads, that topsoil is getting ruined, they're putting loads of fertilizer on their pesticides in order to grow, monocrop all this pea protein. Uh, and you're doing that over and over and over again, and that's terrible for the soil. You're killing loads of insects and rodents. And the thing for me was, wh who am I to decide that the life of an insect is less important than the life of a cow? That was like one of the things at the end of the day that I came to is like, okay, something is dying here. I'm a human being. My cost on this planet is that things are going to die. That's just like the way of things. And if I'm going to be consuming foods, be it you know vegan or not there's something dying there it's just you can't see the death on your plate when you're only eating plants that doesn't mean it doesn't exist and i think when i like explain that to like vegans who are like a bit annoyed they're like i was vegan and then went back and still think it's ethical most of them go like oh, okay that makes sense like it's so you would have to be doing you'd have to be growing all your own food and let whatever animal came into your garden to eat your food do its thing for like to be doing like the most ethical like deathless diet on 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 the vegan diet um and that was like i think the final thing for me that like tipped me over to like okay i think 
consuming some animal foods is okay because something's dying somewhere. Unfortunately, but that is, you know, yeah, yeah. indigenous cultures all over the world know this. Yeah, and if you, if you think about evolution, humans evolve eating the whole cow. Mm-hmm. Not not just, um, uh, the most people, they, I think the, uh, the organs were very sacred. Yeah, then, like, um, I think even, is it Paul Saladino, he talks about it. Because he, he about went it, and yeah. lived with, is it the Maasai? The Maasai, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, yeah, that's like yeah. a sacred thing. You'd eat it raw, like... Mm. Um, and then I think the person who killed the animal would get like first pick or something like that. But yeah, they're really, really yeah. sacred meats. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's how um, humans uh, evolved. And um, but again, the thing is that a lot of people are not gonna eat liver. No. Yeah. <laughs> most most people they're like. Well, <laughs> yeah. like, like, no, never. And you know, the days that I eat liver, I feel so much energy. Yeah, it's incredible. It's really good stuff. Wow, it's not just iron. You know, it's like all the B vitamins. Uh, loads of retinol. Loads of retinol. Copper. Copper, coenzyme Q10, mm. which I, you can get a little bit of coenzyme Q10 in plants, but liver mm. organ meats are. I think it's hard, mostly hard. Oh, yeah, it's, the heart's the big one, yeah. Heart is the big one there. It's higher in the heart. But, yeah, humans evolve eating the, the whole cow, and I think that's a, a way to appreciate um, the animal, just not letting anything mm. go. Go to waste, to essentially. Waste. And actually, heart's quite an easy one. Like, if you make stews, yeah, like, heart tastes like normal meat. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's obviously it's muscle. Yeah, it's, yeah the, the texture is more... It's sim- very similar. Like very you, similar, yeah. you wouldn't know if it was like in a stew or something, really. But yeah. liver is... I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, quite to taste. You have to, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do, I do admit it. I, I eat it twice a week. Um, you don't really need much. You just eat Yeah, because there are some people who, like, again, the internet, but who eat it every day, huge mm. quantities... Yeah. And when you think about it, the ratio of organ to muscle tissue, if you killed an animal, for like every steak or every 500 grams of beef that you're eating, you'd be having a very small amount of liver. Yeah. Like it's like in nature, you wouldn't have access to that organ meat consistently. And so I think it's something that like if you do a couple of times a week, even a few times a month, that like makes more sense in terms of... Makes more sense, yeah, yeah. The nutrient profile of like the whole animal. Yeah, because um, they, they are... There is uh, toxicity with too much ret- uh, retinol. Yeah, that 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 is true. And if you eat too, too much liver, um, like high amounts daily, then that's that's not gonna be good. But you know, and is the reason is is that because it's fat soluble, so your body can't excrete it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's not like the B vitamins or the vitamin C that the water soluble. Mm-hmm. Uh, your body can excrete them, excrete them. So, um, it all comes down to moderation mm. you know and another thing is that when you when you eat too much muscle meat then that is going to increase methionine levels and yeah the methionine can increase homocysteine which is can lead to cardiovascular diseases and the way to balance it out is eating the collagenous part of the animal like the skin mm. uh, bone marrow bone marrow or, really great sauce i love yeah, bone marrow or bon- bone broth yeah or, Things like that, you know, you you want to balance it out. Glycine helps to balance it out. Mm. 
and I, I do supplement glycine yeah daily. there's a guy on Instagram who talks loads about glycine it's like it's an amazing thing to be taking yeah. I just take it with magnesium glycinate that's just how yeah. I take it yeah I don't I take, take it nice look I, I, I take um, yeah magnesium has some glycine as well but I do take um, a bit more glycine when I take I add it to my coffee my tea it's quite sweet sh- it is it is yeah, yeah. It, it actually it, it lowers blood sugars it doesn't it's, really it's a weird one spike. yeah it's really cool yeah I took it for a while and I did notice it um, like before bed yeah, yeah, it does chill you out. It does. it does something to your nervous system. I can't it's like switches you from parasympathetic to sympathetic. I think. I guess. I guess you know it can help to reduce body's core core temp- temperature and mm. you know when you're going to sleep you you don't want to be too warm. Mm. You want actually if you eat in a cold room apparently it's much much better. Yeah. But glycine, um, I'm not sure right now, but it might. Um, help with some because it helps with glutathione as well production yeah Yeah, it helps with um, balance out methionine it's a third of the collagen matrix right so it's also good for collagen synthesis and and all of that it's it's considered a non-essential amino acid but it's actually (laughs) (laughs) essentially it's pretty essential (laughs) essential yeah 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 but what what I was saying is that um, again um, not just eating a lot of muscle meat, but making sure that you also, uh, like you said, bone marrow mm-hmm. or like um, cook bone broth and all of that, just to, to, to balance it out. And Like you would if you had access to a whole animal, yeah. you would be consuming yeah. all of that. Yeah, and actually I think that obviously we don't need to do it now, but they were drinking the, the blood yeah, to yeah. get the mm-hmm. electrolytes mm-hmm. And, and all of that. We. We don't need to do it. A bit intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's, um, it's a topic that can cause a lot of controversy, especially mm-hmm. not nowadays. But again, we're just sharing our, our experience and our thoughts and we can uh, put some links to any scientific article that can back up the fact that um, copper is higher in animal foods especially zinc and, and sorry liver and all of that and it's not ju- it's not that it's our opinion mm-hmm. you know? we uh, actually do our research mm-hmm. individually and yeah. and it's, it, it's important to I think it's important to be able or be willing to unlearn and relearn yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. like yeah like some great advice is just knowing stuff is great but like there is so much information that you cannot literally know everything and there is a good probability that some of the stuff you know is a very small part of like a huge puzzle yeah like i mean the course doing this to be a nutritional scientist right yeah yeah i'm doing it as um uh, and you'll be learning stuff nutrition. like yeah. you know way more than I do and like you know even though I think that I know quite a lot like yeah. some of the conversations we have I'm just like I know but like when I listen to that Jack Cruz podcast for example wow. like <laughs> you know you think you know something and then the guy's like yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, a whole dictionary yeah, yeah. on one topic yeah it's wild that's what I like about this I- industry is that 
the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, shit. There's a <laughs> yeah. whole different um, topic. And, but I think it's important also to study uh, yourself and uh, get your own conclusions. Mm. And not just because someone says it, it has to be that way. Just look it up and study yourself and see if it works for you or if it doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, I think it's important to be willing to unlearn and relearn because um, it's you not can, always the right way. And yeah. we're like human beings are very easily programmable. Yeah, so easily. Like w- one of the things was, I was really seduced by what the health, like the documentary. Yeah, I think there's some stuff in there that's valuable, but I think a lot of what's in there is really inconclusive and is massively cherry-picked and is not the full picture whatsoever. Yeah. I actually got a bit annoyed when I started realising other stuff and I was like, wow, this documentary made me feel like the case was closed and mm-hmm. that was it and I'd like that was all I needed to know. Yeah. Like, I was really sold on it and then being able to go, oh, no, there's way more here and, like, unlearn that and go, okay, let's be open to, like, knowing s- something else. Yeah, t- sometimes it can be very biased as well. Mm. Just one-sided way way one-sided you know and there are many you know you have to be I think it's important to be neutral and get things from both sides and see um, what's what's the other side it's not it's not just the the for example because there were these documentaries can be based on solely focused on red meat is bad or there is bad, blah, 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 blah. But they're not really stating what kind of dairy or um, meat they used in those mm-hmm. studies, which was mostly processed meats. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, is going to have um, an impact on, mm-hmm. on, on your physiology. That's right. But... I, I think in like, some of yeah. the studies that was talking about um, the red meat association with cancer... Yeah. They, the I don't know the type of study you might know, but it's where they were looking at large population groups. And again, one of those things where you read the conclusion of the study and you'd be like, oh, wow, red meat causes, seems to cause cancer. But when you look at the standard American diet, the people who were consuming animal products in their diet, like bacon or like beef burgers or what have you, they're consuming a whole bunch of other stuff. These weren't people who were... Yeah. necessarily cared about their health uh, you know yeah smokers drinkers whatever hmm. and the uh, vegetarians when you're when you decide to be vegetarian or vegan you're very conscious about what you're doing you're going to be more interested in like making healthier life choices maybe you're more active as a person and so suddenly those two groups it's not a fair comparison yeah and then to go rule out okay well red meat's yeah. clearly the, the the demon here it's like no there were like so many other factors to that yeah they think you need to take into consideration genetic factors physical activity mm-hmm. environment is a big one yeah all of those things but i guess the, the sample size were two sizes that were too small to mm. I, I i don't know but yeah c- Cancer is a, it's a huge topic that I actually not talk about much because, first of all, I'm not a medical doctor. So mm-hmm. even though I can back, back up with literature that uh, there are many things that can help with cancer, it's something that I don't mention. But like you say, um, 
they were focusing on yeah red meat causes cancer but what kind of red meat we're talking about um what other um foods were these people consuming mm -hmm. and it's not it's, it's it's not just one one thing that is the combination of some other factors and that's why i like um uh, quantum biology because you know like i was saying to you before light especially artificial light yes <laughs> we are surrounded <laughs> by artificial light right, <laughs> right. now <laughs> That is true. That is true. <laughs> but free radical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we actually also do the best we can to counteract like getting going outdoors. Do you do grounding? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, grounding sandals. Sandals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not all the time, but yeah. I, I got a grounding mat there, and what I was getting a good night's sleep, all of that. So because. 80% or 90% of the time, let's say we try to be on point, then we don't really, we're not bothered about yeah. some artificial light and, and, and all of that. You know, we, as as you will say, we trust, you trust in your redox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's not just one, one thing and, you know, there's a lot of, there's something that I wanted to mention is that there's a lot of noise out there in, in social media, mm -hmm. like, drink this, drink that, don't do this, don't do that, this and that, this is bad. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, are you listening to yourself in your <laughs> intuition? Yeah. Are, are you, I mean, I don't want to exclude myself because I have been maybe programmed by someone who I trust. And I'm like, okay, this might work, okay? I, I don't want to exclude myself. But sometimes I'm thinking, wait, 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 is this actually true mm. do i really need it does it really um evolve um, or go around with me like do you listen to your intuition daily or are you looking for external sources to mm. get educated validated, or confirm, validated yeah. confirmed motivated so this is why i like uh, the ancient philosophy like mm. stoicism and microservices and all of that because mm. they they actually um inspire you to uh, think for yourself and know yourself know know who you are and because sometimes I think when I get an advice from someone else mm -hmm. and that's fine you can get advice from people if you need to but they're giving me an advice based on their perception of reality yeah which is completely different to the way I perceive reality mm -hmm. I appreciate your advice because you are trying to help me mm -hmm. But just because it works for you, it doesn't mean it might work for me. Yeah, Th Things like that. So what I'm trying to say here is there's so much noise out there. A lot of stimuli, external stimuli, but are we listening to ourselves? Are we listening to our in intuition and, and, and questioning? And, and Which is why also we, we you do your research on, mm -hmm. on your side, I do my research and all of that, and then we come to, to conclusions. Mm -hmm. It's not just that, oh, this is that, and this is the way it is, and because I remember when you were before when you were saying, what should we talk about mm. diets, and <laughs> then you were asking me if I tried many diets. To mm. be honest, it was only the vegan diet. I didn't go on keto because I was losing too too much weight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I I I never did keto. I kind of did carnivore, but not really. Like I was still having dairy and stuff, but it wasn't for very long. 
I also at that point just didn't feel like it was necessary for me where where I was at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, veganism then fruitarian they were the only route two that I sort of went hardcore with. <laughs> no, yeah, I um I remember trying because I was tracking my my calories. I don't track anymore, and I think as an athlete or someone who's very active, you need to be on sixty grams of carbs a day, mm-hmm. and I think. For a normal person, it's around 20 grams of carbs a day mm. for to be on fully ketosis. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 60 grams of carbs. 60 grams of carbs a day for an athlete or someone who's very active, which is very low. And I tried and I was losing a lot of weight. So, in the end, I decided not to continue. Oh, you actually, you actually started for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. I was going from... 200 grams of carbs a yeah, day wow. and then lower into 150 130 and then when I was on 100 I think it was 180 grams I was so lean really and, and I'm thinking that's no it's interesting that you transition to it because I know a lot of people just go I'm just gonna not eat carbs now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just go cold turkey but you were actually slowly transitioning into it yeah transitioning and mm. then as I was reducing carbohydrates I was slowly increasing the fat the fat content right yeah it doesn't really need to be high it's just a moderate amount of protein and, and, and fats but I can't say I can't talk about the ketogen diet much because yeah. I wasn't a full ketosis but I did feel sharper and mentally sharper I did feel a lot of energy, but I was just very lean, mm. and I'm already lean. It's not that I'm very big, so I am thinking, no, I'm just gonna stop. Yeah, do yeah. You, was it a similar effect? Because you you do intermittent fasting, don't you? Was yeah. It, was it similar to that? Because I did intermittent fasting for about four years, where you know I was even doing OMAD, where you eat one meal a day, and I felt amazing. Yeah, yeah, like. Mostly, but then I would crash after the meal because I just that's, suddenly be dead after eating. That's the thing because I guess you were having normal carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Insulin is very uh, sensitive when you've been fasting for long, and when you when you break the fast with just yeah, it doesn't necessarily to be like high carbs or anything, just normal carbohydrates. Yeah, you you're gonna crash. Mm. After and it, it, it actually it would be interesting to know your thoughts on this, but it affected my hunger and my appetite as well because when you've been doing it that long, like I was really diligent with, like I was strictly like intermittent fasting every yeah. single day. Um, is it an enzyme or a hormone? Ghrelin. Ghrelin. Yeah. Ghrelin. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not that I ran out of it, but I become. I think I became way too desensitized to it. Because I used, I then just stopped got getting hungry. Yeah. Because when you first start, your like stomach is like, you know, like, wow, I'm really hungry. It's because yeah. producing this enzyme because that's when you normally eat. And then I just didn't have it. And then when I stopped doing intermittent fasting after doing it for so long, I actually struggled like getting hungry and eating to say like until I was full. Um, and that was wild to me. I was like, wow, I used to be like hungry all the time, and now I just don't feel like hungry. It's weird. Have you had that? I or yeah yeah I can relate because um so before trying to be fasting and this new approach to my diet I I was just eating 
five to six meals a day, you know, I was influenced by the bodybuilding side. Like, mm. I need to eat this amount of meals, blah, blah, blah. So I, when I started doing intermittent fasting, I do it very religiously, like 16-hour fast, sometimes 18, and yeah. then 18 hour, an eight-hour window to eat three meals, no snacks in between, mm. very religiously. And, and then I guess because insulin improves and... It may have any uh, an impact on leptin and ghrelin, mm-hmm. like you say. Then it got to the point that currently I only eat once, or, no, not once, but twice or three times a day. Mm. That's it, and mm. I don't feel the need to eat more. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I understand. And probably it's also because the when I break my fast or when I eat, I eat new nutrient dense foods. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your body's not craving. Yeah, it's like the brain is. Uh, you you meet your satiety signals. Mm-hmm. You know your satiety needs, and you don't. I guess when you eat uh, foods that are empty calories and not nutrient dense, so then that's when the brain is like, "Oh, give me more food." Or you probably your insulin resistant a little bit. That's when you crave mm-hmm. more more food. But I can relate because, as I said. I can't go back to eat, eating that much. Yeah. No. Maybe that I like I I do struggle, which like to most people like isn't a bad thing whatsoever because you're then you're just like okay, well my body's satiated. Yeah. Um, body's happy with like what it is that I'm consuming, but it, it got annoying for me when I was like I'm trying to like put on weight. I'm like trying to you know, <laughs> go into the gym like yeah. sort of you know feel hungry and like be able to eat you know not get full after eating. But I think that's why they do dirty bulking, right? That's why, yeah. Because it's like really cheap calories, um, yeah. increases appetite because it's not really good food. Um, and so when you're trying to do it with like whole foods, it's a bit trickier. But that's yeah. also why I love raw milk because so calorie dense, like great source of fats and proteins. Um, and you can have it throughout the day. Um, and that's one thing that's like, has definitely helped like me put on muscle tissue De- <laughs> in the gym yeah definitely you know yeah where, where is where protein coming from yeah milk so mm-hmm. you're getting the uh, proper source of of uh, protein yeah i i consume raw milk um, daily mm-hmm. as i say raw butter raw cheese and uh, I, I can't go back to mm. the convention actually i can't because then my stomach reacts or i get a bit of a breakout mm. so Again, as I mentioned in, in my YouTube video, this, this is no medical advice. You know, if mm-hmm. people listening to this and they're lactose intolerant or they have a serious allergy, check with your doctor mm-hmm. first. You know, it's, don't take any 100%. of this. Yeah, yeah, because you you never know. We're, we're not here to give medical uh, advice. But also, when you're doing intermittent fasting, I think it's important that you, when you break your fast or when you eat, to eat nutrient-dense foods. Mm-hmm. Because then you might potentially become a deficient. Deficient, you know. Uh, you're not eating. You're uh, urinating. You might uh, excrete some B vitamins, mm-hmm. some some electrolytes as well. I think mm-hmm. it's important to have some electrolytes and to make sure that because when you are in a fast state, your body is, is eating its own fat. You know, it's using mostly. I guess you're kind of like a semi ketosis state. Mm. Yeah, which is why you say you feel. Sharper and yeah, same. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Yeah, like concentration was great. Yeah, once I did a thirty-six hour fast, mm. and I think that was the the first time that I experienced neurogenesis. Really, the formation of new 
experience. Wow, that's amazing. Because I ate, I had dinner around, uh, it was, I think it was Sunday evening, and I didn't eat anything until Tuesday mm. midday. So when I woke up Tuesday in the morning, when I woke up in the morning Tuesday, it was as if <laughs> I had an upgrade in my brain wow, the night before. Really cool. And and, I, and then I was I had a, a black coffee which doesn't break the fast and then I started reading and it was like so and I'm thinking wow this is new wow that's really cool because you know depending on uh, the length of the fast um, it goes through different processes like mm. the stages like you got human growth hormone uh, I think neurogenesis is between 24 hours and 36 hours mm. um, but I did it I was able to do it because I didn't leave the house. Um, I was in bed most of the day. Mm-hmm. I was hydrating, and I did intermittent fasting before, so I was able to uh, do it. But mm-hmm. again, if you if you're not familiar with fasting and you know done it before, don't maybe don't try yeah. to do a thirty six hour fast. So it'd be pretty intense. I did I did three days once. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> it was really intense. But I know people have done like week ones. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like that's really intense. And you really have to know what you're doing then. You have to know what you're doing and. There, there are a lot of things happening in your body from apoptosis, autophagy, mm-hmm. um, s- which is self-eating, like the, the cell, the cells cleaning themselves. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how, it really how cool. the body knows what to do when you're not bothering it, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're not, because obviously it doesn't need to focus on digestion. So mm-hmm. then it's, it's doing all these processes that you don't really um, control. I think when I did it, it was while I was fruitarian, and my body was, I think my adrenals were really stressed, and like obviously eating a very high carbohydrate diet. Yeah. And I felt really weak when I was doing the fast. I would be interested to go back and do one now that I think I'm a lot more nutrient saturated. My body's a lot more like chill. My adrenals aren't stressed. My hormones are in check. I think it'd be a very different experience to doing it in a, yeah deficient state. I don't think that's wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, um, we we have covered a lot today. We have, yeah. From vegan diet to um, farming, mm-hmm. which you I learned a lot from you as well. You know, like I like I say, I uh, this is what I uh, I like about hanging out with people that are also in your lane mm-hmm. is that you, you share knowledge yeah, and then you, you you learn from each other. And you both want to learn as well. That's the that's the great thing. That's the great thing. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's again, it's, it's an area where you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the most important thing for me is not because I'm in the industry where I'm kind of like the health practitioner and all of that mm-hmm. it, to me is because when you when you live in this way you see the benefits mentally mm-hmm. and physically mm-hmm. so for you there's no reason to go back to yeah oh it would be insane yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no reasons you know once you've started doing it, you're like oh wow okay yeah this is how good quality of life can be yeah but again it's not right or wrong you know do what works best mm-hmm. for you so like you're saying follow that yeah intuition Follow your intuition, yeah, yeah, and think for yourself and and say, does this really work? Because uh, I've tried some things that I'm thinking, well, it's not necessary, mm-hmm. but I, I've done it. 
But it's almost like like taking that childlike perspective. You know, you mentioned earlier with uh, the course that you're doing. Yeah. And there's always like more and more and more and more to like know. And it's like the the child when it's in its learning yeah. stage is always asking why. Yeah. Why that? Why this? Why this about the world? And we kind of stop doing that when we become adults. Yeah. Probably because we become quite arrogant and you go like, oh, I know, I know enough. You know. Yeah. I know things now. But if you keep that curiosity, that why, yeah. why, why? That that's what I like about um, not because it's my university, but big shout out to Saint Mary's, <laughs> is that I've had really good lecturers, really good, amazing people that um, help you to think for yourself. For example, I was telling you when you write an essay and you say um, microbes were developed mostly by cheese. Mm. That's that's very vague. Like, mm. oh, why? You know, yeah, you yeah. have to explain <laughs> the why. Yeah. And I I've been marked down for saying. For being vague and mm. like expand, explain more, mm. and and yeah, it's it's important to to ask yourself questions and find out if there's something that you don't understand. Go and look it up yourself. Nowadays, you can just go and obviously you need to be careful with what you read on mm-hmm. Google or, or <laughs> who you listen to, yeah. or you can just get books, you know, mm. like scientific peer review articles or books. And yeah, basically, what we want to say here is that. Uh, we're just here to inspire you to think for yourself mm-hmm. and, and, and even question us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Even, even us. And so, again, um, Ardan is the co-founder of Mana Minerals and I've been using his products. They're top, top quality and also you, te- you test them for... Yeah, they're tested for literally everything like i've got the yeah. lab test they're on the website now it took a while to get them all like all together and on there but they're on the website so you can check them out you know i would yeah. uh, there are a good like couple of companies i just i don't want to just be a shield as you brand like we're expanding into other things but i know that there are some other good brands who you know test it properly and yeah yeah you want to get it from a brand where you you know they're really transparent about their certificates and stuff um it's so there on there the reason i love where we get this from is it's from the hunza valley which is like one of the blue zones nice. and it's just like pristine conditions that it's not, you know, no aerosols, pesticides, none of that stuff there. It's like really like nature is like nature should have been. Um, and it's not been, you know, sprayed with solvents or anything. It, they literally filter it with moringa seeds and the natural spring water that's in the Hunza Valley anyway, which is super pure Nice. and then just sun dry. So it's really simple. It's as it should be. It hasn't been like, messed around with in a lab um and yeah this one's is the it's the new dropper bottle just so it's a bit easier to take because <laughs> it could be a pain yes yes <laughs> and that's that's a very good um uh, upgrade from yeah from from the front you want to make it easier for your customers yeah yeah like because like especially if you're trying to make it a daily habit like it can yeah. be a bit annoying like having to make the tea like you know even if you just use a dropper pop it in your mouth and drink some water but that's a great way to take it um but you can yeah pop it in teas i pop it in smoothies or nice. in a glass of raw nice. milk like nice i i always eat it in my coffee before yeah but you're giving me now ideas yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i do remember uh, having a uh, pre-workout with my coffee and it was incredible yeah it is like the the way it was like I always notice when I take it my like energy at the end of a workout is just I don't feel absolutely fatigued it's, yeah. it's really cool stuff but yeah Rodas 10 that's the Rodas 10 that's the yeah. little discount if you got a little discount and yeah I put all the links down down below in this mm-hmm. podcast but Ardan thank you so much for 
um, being a guest is always uh, a pleasure. I'm sure we'll be um, recording more uh, episodes. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, I also learn from Arlen. <laughs> Bless you. That means a lot for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learn a lot. But yeah, it's, 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 it's been a pleasure and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you want to check um, Arlen's website, it's... Yeah, manofminerals.co.uk. You can check us out there. Um, and on Instagram as well. Yeah. You can give us some love over there. We're starting to get a bit more active on, on those social platforms as well. So, yeah, it'll be fun on there. But yeah. if you can drop us a follow, that would be cool. Amazing, amazing, guys. And I highly recommend you to try um, Shiraji from Mana Minerals. Um, you're not going to regret it. You'll, you'll see the, the benefits, especially when it's top, top quality. You want to get the best the best of the best all right thank you so much and i hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll see you on the next episode thank you so much for listening